It was the year of fans. The year of newbies. The year we reviewed the show with love. It was the year of predictions. The year of great feedback. The year of puns. And the year of memes. It was a new season. It was a podcast of future history. It was a year absolutely nothing changed. The year is 2015. The show down below. Again, everyone, welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. I'm Heidi. And I'm Beth. And <laughs> uh, this week, we are joined once again by Shane. Hello. Hey, Shane. Hi, Shane. Thank you for stepping in for this episode. Yeah. Hope you um, doing better. <laughs> Yes, I'm feeling absolutely knackered, actually. I was on my night shift last night, and I'm still recovering. Oh. Oh. But I hope you're ready for the um, discussion, at the very least. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Good. Mm. Well, today we are here to discuss episode 12 of season 4, Conflicts of Interest. But first, a word... uh, Sorry. (laughs) But first, the voice of the resistance... Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a word from our sponsors. Hello and welcome back to the Voice of the Resistance. We thank you for your continued support in our first week of broadcast. We would like to give a special thanks to our friends at Epsilon 3 for making this broadcast possible. To echo what Commander Ivanova said, we are going to tell you the truth. No lies, no propaganda, no embellishments, just the truth. We'll give as much information as we can about what the Resistance is doing without compromising our objectives. And when Earth is taken back or Clark steps down, our mission will be done. Thank you for continuing to watch, and we'll be back tomorrow. In 1939, Timely Comics published its first issues. It later changed its name, first to Alice Comics and then to Marvel Comics. In 2014, Marvel polled its fans asking for the 75 greatest Marvel stories from those 75 years and published that list in print form. The unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels countdown will walk through all 75 of these stories every Wednesday from December 31, 2014 to June 1, 2016. Join me, Blaine Dowler, and a cadre of other hosts, including established podcasting greats and emerging talents, as we run through the list, discuss each story in the context of its original release, and determine just what makes it so great. The unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels Countdown can be found at Bureau42.com, on iTunes, and on Stitcher. So, Conflicts of Interest originally aired May 5th, 1997. This was the month I graduated high school. Maybe close to <laughs> me going to college. Wow. Get to live a man. your past for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, this is the regular segment on our show. Like on Intro to X, you know, they do Tammy Remembers and, <laughs> and Brad tells us what was on TV. We find out where Will was at the time that this aired. <laughs> Watching Babylon 5 and getting ready to go off and be a man, live away from home for the first time. <laughs> so it was directed by David J. Eagle, who last directed Falling Toward Apotheosis. And it was written by JMS. And now it's time for the recap. So I... <laughs> the first time I watched this, I wasn't paying a lot of attention, so this is going to be interesting. <laughs> first time I, I watched... I didn't get a chance to finish my rewatch. Oh. When I watched it last week before we would have recorded and like sent in uh, my feedback because I knew I couldn't do it because I had no voice. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't seen it for a week. 
First time I watched it, I kind of zoned out during the Garibaldi stuff, but... <laughs> oh, during the Garibaldi stuff? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. That's the majority of But not now. once the part where uh, Lee shows up, that's where I kind of zoned out. Yeah, I hear you. Um, So we begin with Garibaldi meeting with a client. Someone hired him to find his daughter that went missing during the raid. (laughs) Uh, Those noises. Um, Garibaldi found her and he reunites them together. And Garibaldi only charges that guy a third of his usual fee. He's, I guess I guess he has a heart. I was yeah. glad to see that Garibaldi hadn't completely gone away, you know? Like, yeah. he uh, he has a weird blind spot when it comes to Sheridan because of whatever happened to him, but, um, mm. but he's still him. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, but it does... So, so... Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, you go ahead. No, I think you were going to be on the same theme. I was not. I was just going to say that, you know, it's also setting up, uh, you know, that he's trying to do good no matter who his client is. Yeah, like so. he says later about, you know, meeting the people and stuff, but um, I don't know. I you know, was really bugging me about this scene is when they have extras or day players come on and they're they're not allowed to talk because they don't want to pay extra for them to talk. <laughs> so it really bugs me. So this daughter really annoying me like i couldn't really concentrate because she was just it was so awkward like her not and they like things even said like oh she she can't speak and it just made it even more awkward <laughs> maybe she's just a really horrible actress and they decided oh, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just be silent lines, like <laughs> that she can't literally can't speak <laughs> um so we see those shady people from earlier in the season i think his name's wade um Sure. They want to test Garibaldi to see how he handles himself. Garibaldi's expendable, so if he dies, you just get somebody else. We're we're shady. We're really sinister. Let's meet in the hallway where no one sees us. Yeah. Have our sinister conversations. Yeah, a lot more sinister than it needed to be. (laughs) Yeah. I have a um, I have an interesting fact here in front of me. You, You mentioned the original air date, Will. I have original air date. Oh yeah, air date. Yes. I have the UK air date in front of me. What was that? That was eighth um, of October, ninety-seven. Okay. And well, what were you doing at that time? I was well into my freshman year of college. Mm, there you go. I'm pretty sure this was after Princess Diana passed away. So I remember that happened my freshman year, and I was home for the weekend when I found out. Uh, I would. I've been starting my second year of H&D business studies. Uh, that was uh, a fun two years. <laughs> wow, it's been almost 20 years, guys. Uh, mm. Don't remind I me. Start, I was going to start my first year doing business studies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, H&Ds are, were interesting. Don't think they do them anymore. Can I do an experiment? Uh, yes. Go ahead. Can you tell me if you hear the rustling. <laughs> okay. Anything? Yes, I can. Yeah. Yes, I can. Okay, yes, I think it's my it, headphones. Yeah. Like oh. when I move, oh, I'm gonna have okay. to find a different pair of headphones. So, uh, I'm gonna put I want to put on myself on mute. But go ahead. Okay. And they have the opening credits. I don't think they're award-winning opening credits like they have on X Files. But <laughs> um, how does everybody watch this? Um, DVD. DVD. Um, yeah, DVD. Yeah. yeah, same here. You know, the I'm not sure if you've mentioned this before, but the fact that they haven't changed, they still have security chief Michael Garibaldi. Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that, that but I'm usually looking like... down. Yeah. Mm. What do you mean? They still have it. Um, oh, he's not security chief anymore. Well, yeah, those MEAs, they still have it. Where? Sorry. Yeah, the credit. Oh, in the credit. Yeah, I've been skipping yeah, those. Well, Zach still calls him chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they did. They uh, they did change it for the VHS releases and for the original airing as well. But for some bizarre reason, they decided not to use it for DVD. Um. Yeah. So Sheridan meets with Zach. And Sheridan can't put off doing uh, craps and 
any longer. Delin's gone, so he has no excuse. So he wants Zack to go get Garibaldi's Link, Identicard, and his weapon since he's no longer chief. You're gunning your badge. <laughs> You're gunning your badge. Hey, so, can I, can I see if it works now? Do you hear, do you hear anything? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pressing out. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. I see. Um. Yeah, Zach doesn't want to do this because he thinks Garibaldi's coming back, but Sheridan insists because he doesn't like the company Garibaldi's keeping. So Sheridan been watching Garibaldi, or I know, I don't know, but okay, hmm. this was odd. Like this is what I want to do at work. I want to call somebody to my office, <laughs> turn all the lights down, and then stare pensively out the window and wait for them to come in. That's what I want to do. That's just I'm weird. <laughs> yeah. And then when they get in, just kind of slow, wait for turn them to say slowly around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like surprised that they came in. And then like dramatically called? walk over to your desk. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yes. And the question I have to ask is, how long was he stand, stood there for? <laughs> He's like, come on, Zachary. I'm, I'm in a great position right now. It's very dramatic. So, <laughs> you know, so. Franklin's back. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, and he's all excited. And where's yeah, Marcus? He's debriefing. So I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's he's gone to debrief Sheridan. He's traumatized. So basically, <laughs> I, so yeah, I, I reckon um after his meeting with Zach, then um Sheridan, you know, dimmed all the lights again, walked back over by the um <laughs> balcony, and said, "Okay, you can send Marcus in now." Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he sees what Susan's done with the place, uh, the war room. It's a lot, and, it looks like. Yeah. They have this problem she's been stumped with, of how to get enough power to broadcast everywhere. And Frank was like, why don't we use Epsilon 3? <laughs> I know, that's what I remind <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I know. It seems obvious. Hello. Yeah. So, yeah, he said he was down there during the war, and they got enough equipment, so she's going to head down there. I decided, uh, for Ivanova's sake, that she was just too close to the problem, and that's why she couldn't see it. Yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Yeah. But when Franklin was talking to that guy, I'm thinking, how does the regular officer or whatever feel about the command staff? Those Are those guys like gods to everyone, and you know, just talking to one of them makes you kind of nervous? Or Well, it's Hedgewitz command staff you're talking about. If it's Ivanova, yeah. sometimes scared and nervous, <laughs> and then if it's the captain, it would be quite a mixture of scared, nervous, and oh god, please don't let him make a speech at me. <laughs> <laughs> no speech, Just... no speech. <laughs> and then, of course, Franklin, it's yeah. okay, oh. we're okay with Franklin as long as we don't have to go for a surgery. No, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, don't touch my face. Don't touch, yeah. I want to be conscious the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd rather feel the pain. <laughs> and then everyone just looks Zach. You know, it's... Yeah. yeah. Garibaldi seems cool unless you make him mad. They all want to go out for a drink with Garibaldi. Yeah. Except he drinks water. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, that's true. And everyone just wants to know where the hell He's Clarence the... is. <laughs> Garibaldi's yeah. the designated driver. They go out and have a good time and then he can Drive get him on the cycle back. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Zach goes to see Garibaldi. Garibaldi willingly hands over his identity card and link, and he reluctantly gives him his weapon and his backup weapon. And he's just upset that Zach is the one doing it. I mean, I think Garibaldi's being unfair. Yeah, yeah, he is being unfair. <laughs> and also, I mean, he quit, so he's lucky he got to keep it that long. No oh, kidding, yeah. we should have handed it over already. Give it special treatment. Yeah. Well, well, so part of this episode is, you know, showing that, yeah, Garibaldi's you know, acted a bit ridiculously, <sighs> but, you know, everyone else isn't helping the matter. They're, you know, although they're doing what they should be doing, they're going about it in kind of the worst way possible. And, you know... That could have gone to his quarters and kind of had a private conversation with him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. He was kind of on the fence. You know, he was kind of on the spot. He kind of had to do it. I mean. Yeah, he did. He was called into the dramatic room and. Yeah. Well, well, he 
you know, he goes from the dramatic room with um, Sheridan to this scene where Garibaldi makes everything overly dramatic as well. <laughs> yeah. He, he can't win. Yeah. Uh, so we see Ivanova take off in a shuttle before we go to Garibaldi watching Daffy Duck. <laughs> um, my note to this was, uh, I want to know when he's going to invite Jakar over to yeah. teach him about his household god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I read that JMS said that he had this in mind when he wrote the script, this uh, cartoon in mind. Oh, really? And it took, yeah, it took a lot of maneuvering from the Warner Brothers to let them to get them to let them use it. I so I kind of want to go back and rewatch it now since I read that statement from him. I kind of want to see what it <laughs> what it was what happened. It's the really one. Know. It's the one where Bugs Bunny is doing the drawing, isn't it? And he's like just taunting Daffy. He's like erasing his hat and drawing a weird. I don't know. Oh, all right. these different so weird hats on him, and then erasing it again. And Daffy's complaining, and then at the end, you figure out it's Bugs. Wasn't that the one? I don't know. Well, you see <laughs> that part was. at the end, but so with that in mind, the story, well, at least Garibaldi's part of the story, is about outside forces controlling him, mm. you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, Garibaldi just running to stand still. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. He, I liked how he was kind of reacting to the cartoon, like he'd seen it many times, you know? Yeah. He kind of knew when things were going to happen and he kind of moved his head along with it um okay so yeah so Wade comes by he wants to hire Garibaldi to be a bodyguard and an expediter so he can try to get people get his contact past security and Garibaldi agrees says if you asked me yesterday I would have had a problem but today I got no problem with this I mean again he's he's feeling aggrieved for, for very little, you know? He's feeling mm. like he was treated unfairly and therefore he's fine with, you know, doing this. And that doesn't even make a lot of sense. I mean, Sheridan pushed him over the Oh, I, I can't believe <laughs> you asked for my gun and badge when I quit. I can't believe you took yeah. this military issue gun from me when I quit the military. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Despicable. <laughs> So, I couldn't even keep my hold out. <laughs> Took that away from me too. Um, so Ivanova lands on Epsilon three, and she meets Zathras, who she thinks is the one they left in the past. Yeah, she but thinks she's Zathras. Yo, you're not the one. <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely ruined by the fact that you, you know, it's it's actually said in the opening titles. Uh, what? Oh, that it said Zathras. Oh, Tim yes, Curry yes, is throwing yes. Zestos, yes. Uh, I didn't I even notice. it the first time, though. It, it's a lovely little idea that there's ten of them with slightly different ways of saying their name. <laughs> Zathras and Zathras. I did not hear a difference. <laughs> I did not hear <laughs> that, a difference. That's a joke. That's a joke. You know, to the alien ears of the Zathras, there's, you can tell the difference, but you can't. Isn't like maybe Japanese or Chinese? There's some words that are just slightly different, but I can never hear the difference when people say, like, it means one thing if you said this way, but another thing if you said this way. And I can never hear the difference when people say it. Yeah, it could be. And Susan explains to Zathis what they need, and he goes on about how lonely he is, but he's going to help. He's dirt, or he's he's like he, the dirt. He, he's he's not quite like his brother. He's very similar, but I. I Even Zathras yeah. Zathras. <laughs> Apparently, this was that scene was just one long take, and JMS was impressed by how they did that and didn't mess up anything. The dialogue is pretty fast moving. And yeah, yeah. So Wade and Garibaldi are moving along, and Garibaldi has this backup ID that he's using. Apparently, the contact couldn't make it, so he sent his wife, who is Lise Hampton. Good boy. <laughs> and then we see some flashbacks. And Does anybody care about Lise Hampton? I don't no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't seen Carolyn Sykes or Catherine Sakai, but we see Lise Hampton. Yeah. Um... <laughs> What do you make of 
to see Lisa in person because last time we saw her over the comlink, which we saw it again in flashback. Yeah. Oh right. yes, we did. And Just black in case and white we forgot. Flashback like it was mm-hmm. like twenty thousand years ago. Yeah. Well, don't don't forget everything <laughs> that happens in flashback is in black and white. That's true. Yes. Well, like on Veronica Mars, it's blue. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's. Trying to think of other shows. Uh, <laughs> do uh, can't think of anything right now. Um, yeah, so we see some, a few flashbacks on um, Sarah Connor flashing back to things that happened in previous episodes. But sometimes it's hard to tell on Sarah Connor if it is a it, flashback. It is <laughs> sometimes. Because sometimes it's the future, and sometimes, I mean, you know, there's that whole time travel issue where it's yeah. like, and okay, then, I don't and, know. And then on Farscape, they'll do, they'll, at the beginning of episodes, sometimes they'll include a flashback, but include scenes that would never made it into the original episode, but happened during that previous episode you're flashing back to. <laughs> I love, and I, I know that sometimes in the previously on, they put in scenes where they had to, Cut from the previous episode. They just sneak. I Bill BSG did that, and mm-hmm. I'm sure. Uh, but still, um, we get <laughs> yeah, we get Lee Hampton, or as she is now, Lee Hampton Eggers. Yeah, she divorced her last husband, and he took their daughter, and she married another guy, William Edgers. Yeah, very wealthy man. I remember this happened rather quickly too, didn't it? <laughs> I remember yeah, before Garibaldi left Mars, she was going to marry Garibaldi as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she just wanted to get married. Pretty oh, much. It's like those people I know who seem to say in one relationship, like yeah. next week, back in another one. Yeah, they just can't be just, without somebody. That's definitely yeah, how I thought of her. Yeah. I mean, all, almost straight away after the um, scene, flashback scene and the scene in the... Um, cargo area here we we go into the one in Garibaldi's quarters between the two of them yeah he's tired of her breaking his heart so he's just gonna treat her like another client and she's very hmm and what's her hope word <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what's her <laughs> which word are you looking for Ian <laughs> uh Ernest is probably the best way to describe it. She's very, she, she seems very eager for Garibaldi to be happy, but Mm. kind of in this forced way. Seems very forced. He just wanted to be with her. She's like, "Mm." (laughs) I'm sure it's awkward for her, you know. Yeah. He says, "I don't want to be here. This is super awkward." Um. No, but doesn't she know? I guess she was figured that she wouldn't see Garibaldi because she knew he was on the station. Yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? You know, you're going to the station that this one person in your life made a big fuss over moving to and then a couple of years ago called you out of nowhere because there were riots on Mars. Yeah. And you don't expect to meet him? Right. Oh, it's a big station. <laughs> Who else is going to sneak um, her through security? Clarence, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Where is Clarence? <laughs> Clarence, watch. Uh, I'm in mourning. <laughs> would it be cruel if he actually died and I just told you he was coming yes, back? Yes, it would, Will. <laughs> it would really good. Uh... Um, oh, if you're interested, the cartoon with um, Daffy Duck is called Duck Amuck. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to get my dog to stay off the couch until he's finished recording. He likes to scratch and makes a lot of noise. <laughs> um, so, Garibaldi meets with Lando and a reluctant Jakar. <laughs> and they talk about how... Yeah. Like, we need you here, please. Again, so in a very dark room. Yeah, I was with the lighting on this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, Londo and 
Sinclair are having um, drinks together. It looks like um, water even. It's not even anything that made it, but in a darkened room. Just so that when Jakar comes in, Jakar can be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> all, all it we is, turn is the, that they've uh, yeah. got to pay their electricity bill. Could be. Yeah. Mm. It would be funny if that was the only way they could get Jakar to come <laughs> in. <laughs> Maybe they went over a budget in the um, White Star battle last time. Yeah, so they didn't have money for lights. <laughs> right. But they had money to put a pointless shot of her leaving the station in a shuttle. <laughs> well, you know, that was stock footage. Yeah, that's just good. Yeah, it yeah, was. It, it, it did kind of look like it. But a very important about- thing happened in this scene because uh, Jakar and Londo agreed on something. So I think the world is probably ending. <laughs> yeah, this Sheridan's got a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, so Sheridan wants to use the rangers to patrol the borders of the non-aligned worlds, and Jakar and Londo I don't think it's a good idea. It could be seen as aggression, but he wants the Narn and Sitari to let them patrol their worlds first so everyone will see it's okay. Yes, because everybody listens to the Narn and Centauri. What the? <laughs> <laughs> These guys. Um, why don't you uh, patrol... The Narn homeworld. I mean, the Vorlon homeworld in Zahadun. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, patrolling an exploded planet. That's actually pretty easy. <laughs> and then probably wouldn't even be able to get close to the Vorlon homeworld. Oh, no. Um, so Wade and Garibaldi and Lisa are in Down Below, and this delivery guy delivers a package to Lisa. And there's a lot of security on it. Apparently, it's some kind of information that could prevent some possible threat to telepath. And Eggers is working on trying to help the telepath. It's interesting, isn't it? This is meant to be a cure to help the telepaths, yet telepaths are chasing them. Yeah. So these other the telepaths come along and a fight breaks out and Garibaldi gets a gun. <laughs> Um, I'm laughing at a typo in my notes. Oh. <laughs> so a delivery guy gets shot and the other three run. They can't get through a door because... Oh, I missed the scene where Zach finds out about Garibaldi's backup identity card and deactivates it. So since that happened, Garibaldi can't get through this door. So they get into the roof to the <laughs> ventilation system. I mean, that's hard, isn't it? Oh, boy. The... Uh... The music in the scene was trying way too hard to make it more intense than it was. <laughs> I seem like Jerry Doyle was like very relaxed when he was doing anything he was doing. It's like when he was shooting and when he was punching. Like he was just, hmm, okay. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> maybe it wasn't the music, then maybe it was his acting. It was supposed to be intense, but he wasn't making it that way. <laughs> Your body's cool. So this one guy gets up into the roof and doesn't say anything. So I guess he was reading Garibaldi's mind or something. So uh-huh. they that start shooting. Scene. It was, because I wasn't yeah. sure what was going on until, uh, I think until they were, oh, until he told her false information and then was like, well, I couldn't have him reading your mind. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> So yeah, they're shooting up in the ceiling, but they uh, the, our, the good guys get away, and Garibaldi tells them to keep thinking Eps- um, Docking Bay 3, not Epsilon 3. <laughs> so it was, uh, <laughs> it was a trick, because Garibaldi knew they were telepaths, so he sends security to Docking Bay 3 and tells yeah, at least... I mean, this extra uh, actually did quite a good job, because Garibaldi just grabs him randomly and you know, shouts information at him and, and this extra uh, security guard just looks dazed and what? what what's going on? <laughs> Did he get to speak? I can't remember. No, he didn't. Okay, that's the third one then. But this extra really was, uh, I think he did a good job. And some amazing facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's at least three people that were talked to in the episode that did not speak. There was the the guy in the uh, 
the command, uh, the um, resistance room that uh, Franklin uh, was talking to, Franklin. and all he could do was smile. <laughs> there was a daughter, and then now this guy. I don't like that. Yeah, bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> so tells Lisa to go get a fake ID. He's gonna miss her, but she needs to go. Uh, blah So Susan gets back to Epsilon Three, which we needed to see. <laughs> back from uh, Epsilon Three. <laughs> from Epsilon Three, yeah. yeah. In Docking Bay 3, the bad guys get cornered, and one of them says, to the future, before they take cyanide caps. That was suspicious. Mm -hmm. To the future. Fight the future. Um, Back to the future. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Time trouble. I'm not sure what show they're referencing here. (laughs) (laughs) I happen to be wearing a Back to the Future t-shirt right now. Nice. So Franklin greets Susan, and he warns her that Sheridan isn't in a good mood right now, and we see Lee sneaking off the station. Yeah. Looking really suspicious by doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you don't look suspicious, Lee, when you leave the station. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Sheridan's office, Garibaldi denies knowing anything about what's going on, says, you can think I'm lying or not, it doesn't matter. Sheridan's mad that he jeopardized the station. Garibaldi's mad that he almost got killed because they took his stuff away. Still mad about that. Yeah. And Sheridan says that he could shut down Garibaldi anytime he wants to, and he'll do that if this happens again. And Garibaldi just gives him a look and walks off. Like this exact thing happens again? Or like... (laughs) (laughs) What exactly do you mean? Garibaldi looks like he wasn't too worried about any threats. Yeah. And we see a little bit of work going on outside the station. And Garibaldi gets a message from Lee Hampton, but he deletes it without listening to it. Oh my god, that, yeah. That's... I could never do that. <laughs> At least just don't listen to it right now. It's like yesterday, I had to go a little while without my phone and saw that I had 18 unread emails. <laughs> yeah. And there's see, that number there is just driving me crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I have to um, say, notice is Lee Hampton, not Lee Hampton Edgards. Yeah. I mean, maybe she hadn't finished changing all her forms, you know? She was... <laughs> she probably thought she was going to be married that long, so... Uh, but later on, after he gets out of the shower, Garibaldi gets a message from... A call from William Edgars, and saying that Lee's got home safe and sound... He wants to offer Garibaldi a job on Mars and says he can get through the quarantine. So, is this show moving to Mars? Because <laughs> I feel like Garibaldi's going to be going partying it up with Franklin and Marcus now. So, well, they're so back. half our crew is, yeah, but well, we maybe don't know where, go back again. We don't know where uh, Marcus is, do we? He could still be there. He's still on Mars? Probably. No, well, we were told he gave a report to um, Sheridan. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, maybe they'll go back. So Garibaldi's interested. Um, So the voice of Edgar Winters is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. You mean Edgar William Edgar's, not Edgar Winters. I know, I thought it He's Talia's father. I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> um, William Edgars is played by Efren Simmons Jr. <laughs> Passed away in 2014. He did the voice of Alfred, Batman's butler, in a lot of animated movies and TV shows. And also did the voice of Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man. And after this, we see the first broadcast of the new Voice of the Resistance She's going to tell the truth. Because the truth is back in business. Yeah. Can't stop the signal. And that's the end of the episode. Yay. And <laughs> yay. <laughs> Something like yay. that. Do you have any quotes? No. I didn't even finish my quote. I, 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 don't, I don't have any quotes for this one. Um, yeah, my quote was, the truth is back in business. <laughs> 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 I mean, my quote would be what... Uh, Ivanova says to Franklin after he talks about Epsilon 3 um, all her sarcastic remarks about oh, I don't yes. have that written down. Yes, I should have written that down too. That that would have been quote worthy, definitely. 
that is definitely quote worthy. Yeah. Yeah, I um. Started I, I, I have one, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, if you're gonna wait for the universe to start making sense, you're gonna have a, you're, you will have a long way ahead of you. That's the one I started writing down but didn't finish. I just uh, got, if you're going to wait for the universe. And, and <laughs> <laughs> universe, yeah. dot, dot, dot. Um, so who is our human of the week? Um, I had Garibaldi. Yes, Garibaldi. Yes, so did I. I'm good with Garibaldi. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I really wasn't sure this week. <laughs> um, yeah, I was looking at our alien of the week from last week. I wrote Skeletor. We have Skeletor. Who is our alien of the week this week? Uh, Londo or Jakarta each had as much screen time. Or Zathras. So, my, so mine is Zathras, the random Mimbari but... that got scared by Zach as he was walking to Garibaldi. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. This week, this week Zathras isn't proper Zathras; it's his brother. Yeah, and how do you how do you spell that? Is it the same spelling or different? Maybe an accent on a different letter. Spell it out phonetically. <laughs> I like Zathras. Dum dum dum. Let's just rate this episode. Want to start us out, Shane? Of course I will. I'm going to have to. Well, this is uh, middle of the season, the Doctor Muddling episode. Um, you know, so then it's not not really much happening. Um, so I'm going to have to give it middle of the road. So I'm probably going to have to give this probably a one oh, in an hour between five or six. So why don't why don't I go straight down the middle? And say five and a half. We do. We do. We. Do, I'm, a, I'm allowed to do a half, am I? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, five and a half. Um, thirty percent invoices. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Heidi? Um, yeah, this one was not my favorite. Although I did get a little more invested in the Garibaldi story when the telepaths came up, so that probably brought it up a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to give it a six out of ten, uh, uh, climbs through the ceiling vents. How many of you guys have actually yeah. climbed through ceiling vents? Because it seems like everybody on TV has. Everybody does that on TV, yeah. Didn't I, Bruce Willis yeah. do that in Die Hard, too? I'm sure he did. <laughs> well, and, and especially, like, most ceilings are made out of that, like, um, that really thin, stuff i don't even know what it is but if you tried to crawl through them you would just fall yeah you'd have uh, like cork form yeah. stuff or whatever yeah, it is so. yeah exactly oh that happened on x-files recently didn't it where skinner was up in the oh, mind. So, you know, like, yeah <laughs> but how about you beth i think you lost ian i don't know <laughs> um i mean it was not uh the first half was actually pretty good um but it was I don't know, kind of pointless. I mean, I liked checking in with Garibaldi, and I liked, I guess, uh, it's hard to think of things I like. I like uh, a lot of a sarcasm, and <laughs> I like that they're bringing up some stuff to do with the size, so that's cool. And Zathras. Zathras? I don't know. I think I like the other Zathras better. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I guess I'll give it a six. A six out of ten. Where the hell is Clarence? Okay, I'm gonna go since I think Ian is on his way back. Um, episode was all right. It just uh, <laughs> uh, it was okay. I, I liked Susan and Zathras. I do kind of like. I don't know. I guess I do kind of do kind of like seeing Zach confront Garibaldi. You know, I don't really like Sheridan and Garibaldi being at odds with each other. I don't know. I guess it's. Uh, I'll give it seven out of ten. Uh, pointless shuttle shots. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. Can we get Ian back? Who could do a I possible British accent? Hello. Oh. I am <laughs> so, yeah. what do you think, Ian? Yeah, I. It's a low point. This episode. It, I'm. The episodes before it haven't been stellar, but they've been pretty good. And 
We haven't had an episode this week in a while, I think. Part of it, I think, is the um, Lee Hampton effect. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a nice, light moment, but all in all, very meh, very bland. An episode, really. So, mid- middle of the road, I'd say six out of ten weird blocks of telepathicules. Nah. <laughs> I'll say I give it a 6.1, the second lowest of the season. What was the lowest? Whatever happened to Mr. Garibaldi. <laughs> we never oh, seen yes, Mr. Garibaldi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, our season total is actually dipped below season three, so come on, we gotta bring that average back up. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yep. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is kind of a dry stretch here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least it's not the three dots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see if we can get the Rangers to patrol feed back land. Shall we? Looking for a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, we have email from Victor. I'll take this one. At last, Garibaldi is relevant again. When Babylon 5 first aired, I missed a few episodes, and it was around this time that I wondered if Garibaldi had left the show. Now he's working as a PI, and the person he has to help smuggle some contraband off the station happens to be the woman who's already broken his heart twice. Meanwhile, Ivanova has to go to Epsilon 3, where she meets her old friend Zathras, who is presumed lost on Babylon 4. The Zathras explains that there are actually ten of Zathras, which must have been quite a handful for their mother, Zathra, <laughs> because now, of course, only nine are left, which gives us this immortal line, Zathras warned Zathras, but Zathras never listened to Zathras. That would make sense if anyone else has said it. Wouldn't make sense if anyone else has said it. Garibaldi has to risk his life when a brawl down below turns into a shootout, and for his trouble, he gets to say goodbye to Lise again. It's not exactly the final scene from Casablanca, but then this would be the third <laughs> time she has broken his heart. Never seen Casablanca. Um, it's not a total loss though, because her husband and Mr. Money, her husband, Mr. Moneybags wants to hire him. With all that's going on there, Mars looks like it is going to be a happening place. This episode gets a one point bonus for the appearance of Zathras, raising his overall score to seven log lost Zathras out of Tid. Regards, Victor. Oh, thanks, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Next email is from Laurie and Carl. Uh, I can take that one. Hello, ambassadors, commanders, and visitor. Carl's in my commentary. Garibaldi is good at his job. Good to see him back. He should not be very expendable. He has a very valuable potential, given that he was a member of the command staff. We have not seen Londo in a long time. Carl is hoping he will show up. Well, I always wish for two minutes. <laughs> I assume we will not see Delenn if she is still gone. Yay. We find out. Oh, that yeah. should have got an extra point for me. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <sighs> yeah, I noticed that there is no Delenn. Best alien, not Delenn, is gone. <laughs> what is gone? Oh, funny. We find out how ISN is able to broadcast. Ivanova is going to Epsilon 3. Awesome. It is standard to turn in the gun and the badge. Garibaldi really should not have given Zack a hard time. He was just doing his job. Yes. True. Yeah. Looney Tunes. We can believe they do survive to the future. Yeah, me too. Garibaldi's personality is just a bit different. Carl feels he seems to hate more easily and is more aggressive. Quote, Zathras work here. Zathras is amazing. Looking forward to hearing Ian's impersonations. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry I forgot to do those. But Zathras is as pleased you enjoy him. Zathras very pleased. Zathras not so much. Um, Zathras, Zathras' impression is a bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> Garibaldi's past catches up with him. Did you all recognize Lise? Carl did not recall the flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, to be First, honest, so... they could have had a different actress playing her and I probably would not have. I wouldn't know. At first, I thought she was a different actress, but I went and looked it up on IMDb. <laughs> it's like, this is the same person. Well, there's almost a sign way with the volume of her hair. It's huge in the first <laughs> one. Really flat in the second flashback, and kind of is at a middle level when we see her in um, the episode. 
Yeah, kind of like how on Investigating Mars, none of us um, ever recognize Madison Sinclair. <laughs> she could be a different actress every single time. In fact, they would question me about it. Is this a different actress? No, it's the same one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Carl was right. We get Londo and Jakar again. Carl is concerned about the White Stars leaving B5 unguarded, but it does make sense to use them as border patrols since they are fast. Will Garibaldi go to Mars? What will that mean for the story, ambassadors? We'll talk about that. Mm, quote. Uh, Franklin. I like her. Scares the hell out of me sometimes, but I like her. Lori's ratings. 7 out of 10. Zathrises. <laughs> <laughs> Human Garibaldi. <laughs> Alien Zathras. Carl's rating. 2. I am ready for Garibaldi's spinoff. Uh, and 20? <laughs> okay. Um... Species, Centauri, Londo's back, human, smiling broadcast guy, set, air ducts. Why do they always end up in the air ducts? <laughs> <laughs> Death, to the future. <laughs> Plot, Garibaldi, PI, wooing slash relationship, Lisa getting over former lovers very quickly. Uh, nearly as quickly as um, what's named as on Flash. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, how quickly she gets over um Rod and then Rod, goes Ron? for Ron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then goes for um what's his name from Earth Two? Oh yes. Uh Other Flash. Yeah, the other flash. <laughs> the other flash. <laughs> um let's see Fauna, Zathrusa Snacks. Dramatic moment. Sheridan and Garibaldi are at it again. Comedic moment. The writer's creating an excuse for the girl who was rescued, not talking so they could pay her less. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Camera work. New shots of ship's arrival and departures from B5. Actor, Claudia Christian. Um, what would Sinclair do? Be more lenient with Garibaldi because of their long-standing relationship. Thanks, oh. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you Thank you. Yeah. I was hoping that uh Carl would have um something about favorite cartoon or uh something. So next we have an email from Yan. Yeah, I'll take Yan. Hello down belowers. Here's some feedback for season four, episode twelve, Conflicts of Interest. I just love the little surprise Gavroldi springs with finding the daughter. Ivanova is stuck. What to do about getting power for the transmission of the Voice of the Resistance? For change, Franklin has an idea. Poor Zack has to try and get the military stuff from Garibaldi. I just love the scene where Zathras and Ivanova's confusion. And Garibaldi has an awkward reunion release. Fantasy when he realises that her new husband is billionaire William Edgars. By the way, could that name not have the recursive Edgar Hoover? Oh, would that name be a nod to the reclusive Edgar Hoover? Hmm, would not be surprised. Sheridan wants Londo and Jakar to sign a treaty to patrol the borders of the Nili, uh, borders of the non-aligned worlds. Nan and Centauri agreeing to this would be a strong signal to the others, but they're not quite ready yet. I love that Londo considers the Druk as just a legend. Garibaldi gets his clearance revoked, and that has spelled, that has to spell trouble. And sure enough, it does. A good thing he realises that their pursuers are telepaths, and the voice of the resistance is on air. Now for the favourites. Human Garibaldi, no doubt. Alien, tricky. Not much alien present here, so I'll go for Londo. Quotes. Sheridan to Zach. If you're going to wait for the universe to make sense, you're going to wait and... You've got a long wait ahead of you. Garibaldi. Ah, what does his transcendence want from me now? Zathras. 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 Zathras you are seeing now. Rating the conflict with the president's Clark. Rating the conflict with President Clark is moving on, and someone and to know 
ants are misspelling there, I'm sure. But uh, someone wants to know more about the telepath genes. I rate this episode 8 out of 10 dead telepaths. Take care for while the Shadow War is over. The minions are still out there and there is no surrender and no retreat. Yan the Babylon Lurker. Thank you, Yan. So the minions are in this. Yeah. Um, Next we have an email from Yarsto I believe uh, that would be me Excuse me Um, Greetings down below casters Here's my feedback for conflicts of interest Just a few quick observations this time We get a nice reminder of the wounded During the Shadow War being sent down to Epsilon 3 allowing Franklin to suggest using the planet's power to broadcast the voice of the Resistance. Speaking of which, looking at the voice of the Resistance set left me with a question. At what point in the future do we transition back to 4 by 3 displays? (laughs) 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 Any theories out there? Uh, Nope. Standard definition. (laughs) Um, Stylish again. Um, You know the reason why in... um... Red Dwarf, they moved back to tape. It's because, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays are too easy to break. and So must, there must be the same issue there with um, high definition. You know, it's too easy to film someone looking ugly. So, you know, you go back to standard definition and 4x3, everyone looks pretty again. Uh, <laughs> maybe they just don't want to send the data, all that data. Oh yeah, and it takes them hours to do a Google search. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I just said the dark angel of the pockets is all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> um, continuing, of course, this episode also reveals to us the rest of the family Zathros. The major focus of the episode is, of course, the Garibaldi story. We get to see a glimpse of the old Garibaldi at the start, only to have the rest of the episode push him even further away from Sheridan and Zach. His former lover, Lise, <laughs> last seen in season one, I think, also makes a return, keeping some continuity in Garibaldi's backstory. Why well, was it season one, really? Wow. Oh. Yeah, it was, I think, yep. Babylon Square it was the last time we saw her. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Quotes. Anything Zathra says, but I guess enough of those will have been mentioned already. Sheridan, if you're going to wait for the universe to start making sense, you have a long wait ahead of you. Londo, Drock, Sheridan. Is that am I pronouncing that right? Drock, right, yeah. Sheridan. You've heard of them? Londo, legends, the kind you'd use to frighten small children. Ivanova, I don't know. My niece is afraid of butterflies, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ivanova, the truth is back in business. Yeah. Favorite characters: Alien Zathras, not to be confused with Zathras. Human Ivanova. Episode rating: seven of nine remaining members of family Zathras. Yarsto uh, so. from the Netherlands. Thanks, Yarsto. And finally, we have an email from Pinky. Ooh, and the brain? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not the brain, uh, she says. Uh, um, <laughs> Pinky says, hello down below lurkers. Sorry for the long message. Tried to keep things as succinct as possible. No worries. I started, I started listening to Down Below podcast a few months ago, having decided for the first time ever to listen to your commentaries alongside the episode and finding it difficult to fit doing this into my week. I am now quite some way behind on your releases. Each episode I've had so many comments and reactions, but with my tardiness, it seems madness to leave comments on episodes you did over a year ago. That's fine. We don't mind. Yeah, you're going to be a while before you get here, but we really don't mind you just sending feedback whenever you have some. Yes. The rate we're going, you'll probably be caught up soon. <laughs> Though I, oh, I'm so, did I say that already? Oh, I'm so far behind that if you read this out, it'll be a long time before I hear it. Though I'm currently at home in bed, unwell. Insert grumping, stopping here, which is giving me the perfect chance to do some catching up with podcasts, crochet, and Netflix. Ooh, sounds like a good time. I want to go. I want to start crocheting or knitting. There's um, just not a lot you can make with it, really. I mean, that I don't know. <laughs> I thought about it, but then I'm like, I don't want to scarf. I want to do something with my hands, just besides typing on a computer. Um, <laughs> That's she the says, only other love, option. 
sorry. Well, that's what I do like all day at work. So to do something <laughs> outside of work with my hands. Um, she goes on to say, I love your podcast. I find it insightful, varied, and entertaining. The ambassador predictions are great. The differing opinions expressed between you all offers me the opportunity to, to rethink very well-watched episodes, sometimes even making me adjust my own opinions. Sometimes. Nice. I think I must be a rarity in disliking Delenn. Oh, thank you. <laughs> There's another one of us out there. <laughs> Can't go into why without spoilers, so maybe I'll explain that one when you get towards the end. Overall, the series was groundbreaking. The five-year arc, genuine character development, twist, turns, and blindingly obvious all combined with some of the greatest performances to create many memorable, te- many memorable and captivating TV moments. It's a show that encourages discussion, challenges social norms, and pushes a lot of boundaries. Yet it is rather dated in terms of graphics and attitudes, but at the time of release, Babylon 5 was galaxies ahead of almost anything else on TV. Hopefully I will have caught up with you long before you get to the end. Then I can try to interact with the comments in almost real time. But one more thing that can't wait. The introduction as it currently stands at episode 48, All Alone in the Night, you say one of the, you say of the podcast located between your ears. I can't help thinking each time I hear that it would be perfect if instead you said located in neutral territory. Neural territory. Neural territory. Oh, so oh that would be the better part. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry we didn't get that one. That always makes my inner science geek giggle. Me being so far behind, you've no doubt long changed the intro. Keep up the excellent work. Thank you for making a wonderfully entertaining podcast. I'm back to my sick bed to binge on more down below. Smiley face. I'm excited to hear what you all have to say on my favorite episodes, scenes, and story arcs. Overall favorite, human, Ivanova, Marcus, Bester, Alien, Jakar, Londo, Timov, Zathras, and Kosh. Not knowing exactly where the newbies are in the story, I'm avoiding possible spoilers. Pinky, not the brain, or something <laughs> we're in the UK. Oh, thanks, Pinky. Thanks, well, thank you, Pinky. That was so yeah. nice. I like read this like first thing one morning because I always check my phone first thing when I wake up and I saw this and it made my day. But then I went to Facebook and saw that Alan Rickman had died. Oh, so. <laughs> oh yeah. A tough week in the UK. Yeah. <sighs> Well, thanks for all the feedback, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. So how about some predictions? The next episode is called Rumors, Bargains, and Lies. Oh, Oh. my. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Say it again. Rumors, Bargains, and Lies. Mm. Um, While we're pondering this, can you remind me what that device did? Because, like I mentioned, I wasn't paying 100% attention the first time I watched it and didn't get to see it again. Which one? The thing that they were kind of like the whole MacGuffin part of the thing but probably won't turn out to be a MacGuffin. You know, I think it was some kind of device or something or, or they were talking about something to stop the telepaths. Oh, I, had, I think they said it had some kind of information in there. Well, that... well they had been doing research into genetics because there was some sort of virus that they had apparently discovered that only telepaths could get. So it wasn't something to stop it, or it wasn't a device of some sort? For some reason, I was thinking it was. Well, it, could, it that's what it sounded like. It could be, you know, I'm not sure exactly in the way they said it, but, you know, it, it sounded like they were trying to find a cure, yes. I know they had some kind of complex device protecting the uh, what was inside or the, what it contained, but yeah, it was some kind of data. Yeah, it looked like they were doing some sort of um, that that thing inside there was a vial of something that they had discovered um, in looking into this virus, and it might lead to a cure. Mm-hmm. But it also said that telepaths are mute. So, Heidi, do we think that that is right? They did say that, right? They're mutating, but they didn't say that what what exactly they could do. Yeah, because the because the virus something. I need more information. 
There was a vial inside the cube. But they said that, I mean, I'm just trying to get to, to have a good base to make predictions off of. I just want to make sure that I understand what they said. But they did say that they were, that some telepaths were mutating, right? Um, I, for that, there was a mutation within some telepaths that could lead to a virus that they think only telepaths could catch, but it would kill them. Oh, I thought that they, I thought that it meant that they were mutating and when they were getting additional powers or something like that. Oh, never mind. So that would have been cool to speculate off of. <laughs> right. So obviously the telepaths, you know, want to, want to control this part of, uh, you know, cause that could be very dangerous, but I don't really see how that helps the non-telepaths unless they got it to weaponize it. Huh. Now aren't they saying something like if the wrong people got it, maybe I'm... Yeah, they, know, they were saying the wrong a bit. <laughs> got a hold of this, they could, um, you know, turn it into something quite terrible. That's what Lise was saying. Okay. So I was hoping there'd be more there. I mean, I guess, yeah, the only thing I could, we could speculate on that would just be that, it, of course, it comes up again. Um, but, okay, so, Heidi, what do you think is going to happen with uh, Garibaldi on Mars? Um... Well, he's probably going to try and steal Franklin's girl, because <laughs> uh, he's always on the on the lookout. He and he and Lisa are, are similar in that way. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> uh, that could that could be a thing, though. Um, Do you think that um, number one comes to um, Babylon five? I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh no, I think she needs to stay there because she's <laughs> kind of the the resistance needs to not be abandoned. Yeah, I thought it would be fun for her to come to Babylon Five and like butt heads with Sheridan. You know, it could be fun. The, the way to approach. So I feel like Mars is going to be really important. Um, mm-hmm. You know, coming up, like maybe that's the site of some a big battle or something. Um, you know, um, maybe that's where they should have the white stars. <laughs> Right. I mean, especially if, like, Clark and them find out that Babylon 5 is helping out the resistance and things like that. Uh-huh. It could be really important. Sorry, what was the name of the episode? <laughs> Rumors, Bargains, and Lies. Sounds like your <sighs> prediction. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to be a Mars story so soon. I don't know. Um, uh, maybe that's just me really wanting it to, uh, to, like, go back to some Centauri and Narn stuff, Mm. because I'm missing them. (laughs) I kind of agree. I think maybe it won't be Mars. Um, I don't know what they could do with the the Narn and Centauri at this point. Um. I know, and that makes me sad. Yeah. I feel like it might have to do with some of the stuff they're broadcasting, maybe? Yeah. Um. Like, they finally get up and running, because I feel like, okay, they've figured out the whole transmission signal, so I don't know, but I don't know how that goes into a whole episode. But, yeah, people trying to decide what's truth and what's not, or... Mm-hmm. The bargains and lies. Bargains. Bargains only makes me think of Wanda. Hmm. This is a... That's hard. Of course they're all hard. Um, Maybe it has something to do with Earth. I'm hoping. I do all like, I love the Earth stuff. Um, and maybe they try to offer them an incentive to not uh, broadcast. Or I, I guess I'm being too literal. It's not going to be that. But um, yeah. I, I just need something big to happen because yeah, I feel like we were, you know, building for so long and then it was just done. And now it's like, okay, something happened. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I hope it has to do with Earth. And the size, of course. Of course. Um, so, alright. Well, I guess that's... And your favorite. Maybe Bester will come back. Oh, Bester. <laughs> it was that one there was like an episode with just Bester and Delenn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might quit. Coming in season five. I'm sure if there is, we'll do a commentary for that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is there a commentary episode coming up anytime soon? I feel like we should just do one. I know. We're just going to pick a Uh, random episode. I think actually, oh, in a couple of weeks, uh, I think maybe looking at our um, upcoming episodes. Well, I think I will have to do one in the next week or two, one of the next two episodes, because I'll be gone for, I I won't be on the same time frame that's right for the for the four weeks after that so it'll have to be either this next week or the week after um yeah actually there's several episodes on the way that you could do one for um i would say uh i'd have to take a quick look at the next few episodes and get back to you as to which one would be best but definitely one of them okay yeah one of the next two one of the next two oh yeah yeah i'll let you know definitely but I think those will be good. Okay. All right. Well, Shane, thank you for joining us again. Yes, thanks, Shane. Shane. Oh, yes. Thanks, Shane. My pleasure. My pleasure. You'll be back sometime. Definitely. Cool. So that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with rumors, bargains, and lies. But until then, goodbye. Bye. 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 Be seeing you. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.